right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, assholes of all ages. <laughs> this, this is episode uh, 35? Yep, 35. 35. How long does it take, mister? Uh, 15 minutes. That's acceptable, sir. That's acceptable. When the rush comes, you better pick it up. I'll try. <laughs> all right. I am uh, one of your hosts, uh, Bobby Stills. Bobby Stills. Uh, across from me. This guy's been sitting close, scooting closer and closer to me. In That's because I got nothing but love, dog. Uh, is Jahani Smith. Jahani Tsunami. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to get this rolling, dog. <laughs> Tsunami. I want the world to know me. Chef uh, Tsunami. What was, in the, was that? That was a show late night on well, Cartoon Network, right? Yeah, it's like um, it's like when Tsunami. they play all the anime. adult anime. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, get yeah. them otakus. The hentai? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it off. You already know. All right. Uh, we are recording to you from uh, Seattle, Washington on beautiful South Lake Union. I know. It's a good day today. Uh, we're up in Studio 212. Uh, we are recording with partnership with the Soundcasting Network. Yeah, sure. Sure. Partners <laughs> for life. Keith? Where's Keith? What did we say his nickname was? Uh, K-Boogie. K-Boogs. He was here. But then he took my cigarettes and just bounced on he us. He was like, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Cats away, the mice will play. Right? All right. Well, let's do this show without him. All right. We're going to do it. Uh, Johnny, Johnny wants to skip updates. Yeah, not this week. He man. was struggling out there trying to park his car. Oh, my God. It was the tiniest spot. <laughs> my car's not that small. Dude, he had me feeling embarrassed for him. <laughs> I was dying. There was a bunch of cuties out watching, too. Yeah. There was a girl walking out there. She had a top on but no pants on. <laughs> Shake it fast. <laughs> Show me what you're working with. For real, though. Um, all right, but you want to do your work week, right? I mean, I didn't I didn't want to talk about work week. I wanted to say uh, shout out my girlfriend and her father for taking me to Montana to yeah. go fly fishing for the first time. Well, that's fun. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Uh, shout out to Missouri River Ranch. Uh, they hooked it up with the wine, and uh, we had a chef. What? Yeah, I don't know. I tried. I wanted to interview him. I didn't get no audio on him because most time we just drank too much. Yeah, what, what, what was he cooking? What did we have? I don't know. We had some steak with like some white sauce, onions. Oh man, I don't know what he did. These peppercorns, man. I was like, what did you do? These peppercorns, son. I was like, I don't know why you just putting whole peppercorns on top of this steak. Uh, the salads, his salads were on point though. Hey man, that's that's good. You know, we'd have our little bacon, eggs, some toast, hella different kinds of jams made locally. Ooh. We were in Craig, Montana. Craig, so, Montana. Where's that located? Like, um, in retrospect to some bigger areas. I don't fucking know. Like, as I, opposed it's to past like Helena. Helena. Okay. Like, where is it to like Bozeman or? So, I don't. I never been to Montana before. <laughs> How'd you get in? Flew. That's what. Do you up. think I drove? Shit, dude. I well, drove. Well, I didn't fly. Twelve hours. It sucked. Oh, that's how you got to Montana. Yeah. Dude, the now, Continental Divide when it started hailing out of nowhere it went from <laughs> ninety to negative three and started like beating our car. I was like, what the fuck? No, when we flew back though, we flew some some wildfire uh, <laughs> yeah. clouds. I bet. Uh, that sun was looking glorious. I mean, you could stare into the sun. <laughs> Until you die. Anyway, yeah, yep. my my work week. Well, I worked my first night shift at the Hole of Funny. And, you said that uh, was fun. Yeah, fun. Uh, I mean, it was okay. It was normal. I made banging-ass tips. Well, that's good. But, yeah, that's where the money's at. Nighttime. But I thought my uh, dude to my right was going to attack me. He was so angry <laughs> for the chicken burgers. <laughs> and I was like, it's not that serious. So, you know, that's it brings up a good point, man. Who 86s stuff when you have it? People have you ever don't. heard of that before? Uh, yeah. 
I used to do it when I was new to the game and I didn't know what to do. And I was like, I have it, but I don't know like if I can prep it in time or if I'll have just 86 it. But you never 86. No, man. You never 86. You asked for help. Yeah. The boy, the homeboy, and he's the homie. Uh, he did not, he was not asking for help. I told him I'd come over and help him out. He wasn't having it. I don't know. I talk like I talk like I'm the shit at work. You know what I am at work? Annoying. <laughs> I, I was just like when I was a kid in school. I used to go up. I used to get done with my work first, and then I'd bother everybody else, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they didn't get none of the work done. You need something? You what need the something? fuck are you looking at? I'm trying to find what we're doing today. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's been a really long week for us. I would have to say, people out in the internet world, about to come up though, man. I'm trying. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna say what's up? Um, you know, I guess you know it's already out in the open a little bit. But no, you don't uh, gotta go deep. I'm not gonna go deep. But uh, I put in uh, some notice at the place that I'm working at currently, <laughs> and um, I'm looking for gainful employment, which is weird because I'm a sous chef. Get at your boy. I'm not trying to work at the hole. No, no, no. I'm saying get. I'm talking about people on uh, who listen to Grill Hall and say, Mister. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're if you're making really good food, and I mean like. I don't know. I guess like James Beard or like Michelin style. I'm trying to. I'm trying to up my game. You know. Yeah. I'm trying to like do what everybody else is out here doing so and making got, it look so easy. You got a couple stages lined up. Yeah, I got a couple stages. You know, I'm gonna check. You sounded more and more like hello every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just been really long this week, man. My brain is just off. But she's it's, really happy at damn the weather. I know, but that's a little too out of my way. But I, you know, I hopefully. Um, I'm going to get in contact with the chef at Art of the Table, and that's and that's the gig that I'm really looking forward to. Um, and if I could get there, I would be super excited. I know that they're not going to pay me as much money as I'm getting paid now. Warm-ass Red Bull. It's all right. But um, I know that I'll learn a lot, you know, and that's Word. what I'm really trying to do right now is learn. Word. All right, that's our update. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Well, on to the bigger and better. Yeah. Do we want to? How do we want to start this? Because apparently, some people will be talking talking shit behind my back. Talking mad shit. Well, that's because you get so frustrated on the air, and then everybody's <laughs> like, "I want to hear what he has to say n- next week," because he got so mad, but he forgets because it's a week later. So it's a week later, and I've already <laughs> moved on past it, man. Bigger and better things looking right? up. So let's just do that. Let's just move on. Uh, what are we talking about uh, today? We are talking about um, that Chris Hill article that I that we found. You know. Come on, get with me. I know which one you're talking about. I got it up on my phone anymore. Um, and I have it up on my phone. So nice. basically what uh, John Jahani would like to talk about is eight skills that will elevate you from a cook, a to simple a cook, to a chef. Yeah. And what people don't seem to realize is that chef is just a term for a boss. Yeah, really. Somebody that's in charge. Uh, now, I've known some people who have went around calling themselves chefs and you don't even have to fucking ever fucking have worked with them before. Yeah. And you know they're not a fucking chef. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, you can see them by the way they walk, the way they talk, um, and just their attitude. They ain't in fucking charge of nobody yeah. or no fucking menu. <laughs> it's okay to call yourself a, a lead, right? I've been a lead at many places. Exactly. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Being a kitchen manager, ain't nothing wrong with that either. I've been, and you, and as a kitchen manager, you do the same fucking things a chef does. Yeah. It's just, you carry yourself different when you're a chef. You've seen a lot of shit. You've been through a lot of shit and you've earned that title and you get that respect when you walk into a fucking restaurant. Exactly. I've seen motherfuckers walk. Well, I don't know why I'm saying fuck so much. Yeah. You're pretty angry already. But I, well, cause I've seen people come in and, and with their, their attitude, their head is like this big. Yeah. Culinary. And, 
secondary school students. Uh, well, no, I'm not even gonna say that. I'm not, not but I was just about to say for you cut me off. Is a motherfucker walks in is 24. Yeah. And it's like, I'm I'm a sous chef. And it's like, where the fuck have you ever worked? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To to even call it, I, I don't know, man. Phony ass resumes. I be seeing resumes in my work, and they come in. I'm like, let me see that resume, and I look at it, and I'm like, this is a bullshit ass resume. Six month internship, more like two week. No, but I'm like, and then they're like, well, they have the, um, you know, the what do you call them? Uh, people at the bottom of your resume. References, yeah, the references seem to check out. And I go, he gave you his brother's home phone number. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know my girl was trying to get me to put her as one of my references. I was like, I can't do that. All right, so enough of me bitching. Johnny, no, but um, as I mean, Chris Hill wrote a really good article. We um, always be covering this fool. Well, that's because he's like, uh, he's an ex chef now, and he he's like one of those. What do you call it? Um, motivational speakers, I guess you could well, say. Well, I, I was on one of his live streams one time. Yeah, he's on TED Talks a lot, too. Yeah, I was on a live stream with him, and I was like, yo, you should come on my podcast. And he was like, sure, get him my email. Yeah. Of course, I should. never did. You should. Yeah, he said but, he would with Skype him in. Yeah, but, um, you know, just as there's criterions to being a cook, there criterion, criteria, like the criterion collection, <laughs> you know, the movies. But you know, like there's there's things that you you are and that you do as a cook. There's also things that you do as a chef. Um, the really great thing that I like about this article that Chris Hill wrote is that he says there's a separation of chef and cook, but it doesn't mean that you have to be one or the other. Exactly. Um, so I consider myself a cook. I have been a chef. That that was deemed that was given to me. Yeah, I I never called myself. I don't even I don't like people to call me chef. No, and I don't. Sometimes either. you walk into places and they call you chef, and I'm like, you need to stop with all that shit. Right. I mean, I'm one of you guys. Exactly. I mean, uh, even though I've been sous chef of a couple places, and you know, I've done a couple menus, and I feel like I have met some of these criteria. Um, even when I had my resume out, I still was like, as an accomplished cook, I will never say that I'm an accomplished chef. And that, well, I think that's maybe my problem too. Is I I don't look at myself, I don't hold myself in that regard. I don't, you know, I get kind of shy and kind of <laughs> when, when I'm in charge when I'm the boss. Uh, but that's kind of how I win people over. Well, yeah, and that's is, a, is and I that's make also, I'm I'm one of you guys. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, and I get kind of pissed because I'm like, don't make me be that guy. Yeah, exactly. Don't like I wouldn't do this to you. You don't do this to me. And I think that's the issue sometimes is that like you have to break down that boundary so you can be their boss so they know you you mean business. But at the same time, after work, you guys know that you can kick it. Well, that's also when you're on a different level, they don't be they don't be letting you come and hang out with them no more. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, I don't even know. So anyway, we are. So the first thing is cooking. And he says you should be the best cook in the building at any given time. If your line cooks or sous chefs have questions or are unsure of a technique, you need to be there to help them along. It doesn't mean you have to have all the answers, but you can certainly uncover more the longer you spend in the kitchen. True that. Um, I've definitely had a couple situations where uh, they, they, you know, you go to your chef and you ask them a question mm -hmm. and they don't know the answer. Yeah. But what they will do, a good chef, a good chef will help you figure out the problem together. Yeah. Together. Yeah. They let's try it out. Let's test it. Let's do if there's time. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and but then the problem is, is a bad chef. Yeah. 
they're going to bullshit and blow smoke up your ass and act like they know you should know how to do this. That's that's the you know kindergarten bullshit. And, they, and then they go to the office and, and then look they go, up, and like, look the it up. Or, yeah, or they call one of their friends or some shit yeah. like that, and they use somebody else's recipe. Uh, watching people, I mean, I, there's been plenty of times people, my chef has asked me to make something that I've never made before, yeah. and he said, "Figure it out, man. That's what you do. Um, be creative, and you test it out. Sometimes it works good." Sometimes it works bad. You know what I'm saying? Well, and that's my issue is like I, I never went to culinary school, but I want to be one of these guys that's, you know, badass. Um, so when I go to restaurants and they say these terms that I don't know and then they make me feel stupid and I'm just like, I don't I don't know. But if you tell me to do it, like concasse, for instance, I don't I didn't know what a concasse was. Um, and one of my chefs had asked me to do a concasse and I was like, I looked at them and I was like, I don't know what to do. And then they were like, it's when you take the skin off of the tomato. And I was like, if you would have asked me to peel the tomato, <laughs> I would have fucking peeled it. I would have made sure that it happened. I know how to do the method. I just don't know what the fuck it's called because I'm too busy trying to like do everything else right now. Yeah. I mean, they got to they lead by example. Eric exactly. said, you know, uh, show us how to do it. And it's like not all cooks and not even your sous chefs. You know, you can't expect them to be just as good as you. They're there to learn from their chef, you know. As well. That's my main problem a lot of times is, uh, especially in Seattle, uh, a lot of our little famous or celebrity, local celebrity chefs, um, they have too many restaurants to be around. They make appearances. You're not really there working with them. Uh, They do put some pretty cool people in place. Uh, Sometimes when they open their new spot, like their newest and latest, they'll be there for a couple months while it opens. But I mean, I haven't seen too many. Matt Dillon is one of those dudes that I've seen at his restaurant every day. You know, and I commend him, and he's a baller. Yeah. R.I.P. Sejour. <laughs> R.I.P. Sejour. <laughs> we don't know what happened. I mean, don't, but I know that um, they're moving on to they're, bigger and brighter things. But they might so. be moving to a no, new uh, location. Yeah, or and you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we don't know politics. Know. Everybody will find out in the next couple of weeks, you know. All right, number two, Johnny. You read this one. Okay, uh, Vision. Mm-hmm. One of the most important things an artist does is to see things that don't yet exist yeah. and find ways to bring them to life. Uh, that's what we do through our food, our menus, and our restaurants. Having a vision could be scary, though, because we must then put ourselves out there and act on that vision. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Yeah, he has some pretty lengthy ones, but um, it's pretty true because that's what gets you restaurants and investors, you know, like people want to... Fake it till you make it. Exactly. People want to invest in your ideas because they're like, you know, this guy or this gal, you know. I mean, I have I have plenty of friends out there who, you know, I've seen their vision come to fruition. And that's tight. And that rhymes. Yeah, that was pretty sick. <laughs> Steals in the y'all, building. Y'all ain't heard my MCing skills. I was rapping. You don't, no, you don't want to hear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it happens a lot. I know a lot of chefs that um, they get out on the floor in the middle of service. You know, they feel trustworthy enough with their cooks that they will maintain the standards that the chef has and the chef will go out and he'll mingle that and white coat dog yeah exactly and got, in case y'all in case a little, little secret I don't think we've revealed this other thing that that head chef has got two coats oh yeah he's got one that is strictly line only <laughs> and it's massy and he's got one that is for the dining room. And it has his name on it, usually. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. Because, you know, because a lot of times we make fun of the head chef when he's got his name. In the, we know you're the executive chef, dog. When you're walking that line, we know who you are. We don't need to read it on your chart. Yeah, you're the biggest motherfucker in the building. Right, now, right? Uh, But then, because before I was really in the industry like that, um, 
I would how the fuck do they keep their coats so clean? Oh yeah, they just got an extra one on the hanger in the office. Yeah. And uh, they put it on real quick. I know a lot of chefs um they'll actually switch the side so there's double breasts to your chef coats <laughs> yeah. and they'll just switch the coat side. Some some people say it's one side's for ladies, one side's for males, but I don't know. Androgyny. Yeah, right? 2016. Do you want to fuck me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, you know, it's really great to get those people out on the floor because then they interact with the customers and um, some of those customers are, you know, well off and they'll be like, hey, do you do you want some money? Shit, we were just talking about this. Who the fuck was I talking about this the other day? Um, Oh, I was talking to shout out Jason Harris. Uh, I work with him. He's an asshole to me at work sometimes, but it's all right. We're all good. Uh, we're trying to feature him on one of our pop-up episodes, but uh, we were just talking about him, some of his pop-ups. You know, He's trying to dial it in, hone in his vision, mm-hmm. and he's trying to execute it, and hopefully one of the people at his pop-ups you know, is very interested in what he's doing and maybe wants to give him some money. No, exactly. That's the point. Um, so yeah, you got to have vision, man. You, you can talk it. Now, execution of that vision is a different story, Yeah. Uh, but having a vision and knowing where you want to go knowing what you want to do is a big part a big part about becoming a chef totally uh, you, number three yeah. you can handle this one because I don't know shit about this yeah this I try I'm still trying to learn about this um, this I've done, one you learn when you start ordering more food so I, ju- I just started learning about this yeah. before I kind of left so, I, I'd done some of this when I was kitchen manager but I really didn't break it all down I didn't have time mm-hmm. I wasn't a, I was never a, a uh, office yeah. uh, manager and this is the one thing that I've been really excited about learning because it actually makes it life a lot easier. It's important yeah. too. Very important to a restaurant. But uh, knowing the numbers. So he says, if you can't cost a dish out in your head within 15 to 20 seconds, you aren't really a chef. Bullshit. I mean, I believe that 15 to 20 seconds is a pretty short amount of time, but you should be able to cost out a dish in your head. I do believe that. If you're doing all the ordering and everything like that and yeah. you know how much everything costs, yes, you can. Exactly. But you can't just go into a restaurant and look at the plate oh, no, 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 and no, go no, like no, that because no, no, no. you have no idea. No, I think the point is is, is as a chef, if you're really leading this place, you should be able to be able to cost your own food out. Um, Most definitely. And that's fun. I think that's fun to do. Well, but it's really sorry, awesome. Finish reading. Oh, no, it's fine. I'm sorry. Um, and he says he truly believes that. It says this indicates that you clearly haven't um, spent enough time costing menus, mastering recipes, and plating dishes if you can't do this. Uh, you need to know how much each plate of food costs so that you can then price out the menu. Um, but that's only part of the numbers. You need to also be able to standardize recipes, cost out labor, manage your inventory, and try to cut back on inventory when times are tight. So it's pretty tough. But if you're doing the ordering, then you can see because you see everything by unit. Um, so they'll give you the price of the single item and then you'll get the full price at the end. But once again, that's something that has to be taught to you. Well, yeah. And then the cool and thing. that's of, leadership. Well, exactly. If you got somebody that's running your fucking kitchen, burning, burning money. Yeah. Burning up a budget, wasting hours. You know what True. I'm saying? I've seen it. <laughs> See, I've, I've been seen a part plenty. of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Then that, you're, you're being taught wrong. And yeah. then you take that bad habit with you along to other places yeah. and then what's fucked up is you go into a new place and you start doing it one way and then everybody looks at you like you're a fucking clown <laughs> and it's like you don't know any better and that's True. why you you gotta Setting be humble the, yeah, you, gotta you can't come system. in there racking everything up you know and acting like you're the shit man exactly. just you know but the cool thing about it is like you can even learn this as a line cook and all it really takes is asking your chef to exactly. see some invoices yeah you know? yeah and I, I've talked to my guys at Honey Hole who are in charge of all that and I told them I'll come in on my day off yep. 
they would prefer if I don't. But uh, I told them I, I do want to. I want to come, and I'm, I'm trying to get my uh, operations manager to go down to the warehouse with me yeah. um, to check out the facilities. And he just, you know, they ain't got never got no time. Right? He was talking to him today. He sleeps on his days off because <laughs> he can't catch up sleep during the week. I, I Too busy. That. I do the same thing. But uh, I'm just gonna say a couple more things. The best way that I learned how to start doing this, especially working in one of these, um, in, in a regular restaurant that you know has services and whatnot um is fish so you get a whole fish in and you see how much that fish costs then you look at the menu and see how much that uh dish costs itself the whole thing it doesn't matter what's on top so you cost out that fish to the amount of the dish so if you're selling a fish that is three hundred dollars and it's like what 39 or 26, 27 on the menu, you really only have to sell 10 to 11 pieces to, to make money that back. money back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then the rest of the no fish profit. is all profit. So that's how I started learning about costing things out and things like that. Slinging dope. Yeah. <laughs> you won't get into that. Um, but yeah, so that's how I started. And I feel like that's a really good way for people who are new in the industry and want to know um, is talk to your chef. You know, I'm sure that they'll let you they'll let you in on a couple secrets if you're good. And if they feel like you're going to be a, a long lasting and member. That, and that's also how. Yeah. And that's also how you can tell who really cares about what they're doing. Exactly. The people who ask questions. Most people, people, don't, who want most to people be don't, they don't care. Yeah. They're happy with what they're doing they don't care like the people who 86 things why do you do 86 it because i just uh you know like all right number four we're going hell slow uh number four systematic uh most cooks i uh, most cooks are i think by nature disorganized and cluttered as hell Mm -hmm. allowing for our add side to often get the best of us over time though we realize to become a better cook we have to organize our time and our stations better um yeah, uh, I am a messy cook. I'm a messy cook too. Uh, you know, I try to be clean as possible, but I it, try to have my stuff. Some people, it takes everybody. It's a team, you know. Like if somebody else isn't cleaning their station, and you're working on a straight line. Like you're gonna get you're that gonna, whole line. Yeah, the whole line gonna like fucked up. Yeah, uh, but he's but he's also talking about. Um, just you know what you do with your time. Yeah, totally. Um, and that's a big deal at my at my work. Um, too many projects at once. No, 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 no. I I have I have a really good system for the way, and I always get done with pretty much um, a, a good amount of time left um, to 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 handle other things that that help me get up. Yeah. Um, as for instance. I'm the only person that really there that uh, cuts their bread ahead of time. Uh, so I cut up all my bread. I mean, if you're testing the sandwich, like why not? Um, yeah, I cut up my bread and I ra- rewrap it in plastic wrap. And I'm, I'm probably doing 60, maybe mm-hmm. 60, 70, 80. I don't know how many. I think we guessed one time and it was, I think I counted up. It might have been 80 or something like that. But that really helps me yeah. with time. It cuts uh, down on that cutting of bread time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is, can be a minute sometimes if you have shitty bread. Yeah, so you just got to learn to organize organize uh, your time yeah. and your station. And I'm trying to teach you know, my guys at work that, you know, it's like don't start too many projects at once. Even if you feel like you can do five projects, maybe you should whittle it down to two or three and like try to make those projects really good and then yeah. move on. Uh, but yeah, so moving on to the next one is emotional intelligence, which is really hard. This one's a really difficult one. <laughs> I, I lose it. Yeah, I lose it all the time. But, you know, you got to keep that cool, especially nowadays with these I lost it. I lost it today. But he says, uh, emotional intelligence. We've all talked about the notion that chefs are straight assholes in the kitchen. Um, And they are certainly, there are certainly some still around. But there are more in the industry and profession becomes a sought after form of 
expressing oneself, the more this uh, pretense seems to fade away. Um, basically, he's just talking about it's a really lengthy explanation, yeah. so I won't go too into it. But he's basically talking about how you have to be good and respectful to the people you work with and that. There is no like front of house, back of house. There is no upper management, lower management. We're all a family in this restaurant and we're trying to work for the better good, which is making that money and making people happy, you know? Yeah. Uh, you can't get you let your emotions get the best of you. Yeah. I you know too many chefs. You can't that. flip out on people. Um, I've known plenty of chefs that flip out online. They don't ever step. We've talked about this before. They don't ever step to me like yeah. that because uh, I will be like. I'll be seeing you at off work. Yeah, but I know chefs currently that are like so bad listed in the city that they go to a restaurant and the whole crew leaves. Yeah, true that. Uh, you got to wait until you got to go into the walk-in, man. Yeah. Uh, no got, yelling at customers. Like, Yeah, and you definitely have to find an outlet for that anger. It is very stressful. And you do get frustrated with people. I, I get frustrated all the time. I'm sure people get frustrated with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we don't know, get frustrated with And you have to learn to deal with each individual um, in a different way. I always say going on a run or even if you have some weights at home for the males. I don't need to run. I'm in perfect shape. Yeah. Homie. Well, lift some weights, you know, flex a little bit, you know, <laughs> that's what I, I mean. No flex I, zone, dog. Or, or if you are a true American, go shoot some guns. Right. You know, I love shooting a gun. Panda. You don't shoot it at people. You just, no, um, it's, it, you know, it's a release of some sort of tension that you have, you know. Um, I always say that something physical is always good when you're stressed out. Yeah, okay. Uh, number six is disciplined. Uh, everything starts for at the top. Most cooks aren't ready to become chefs because they don't know how to set the standard. Uh, basically, what he's saying is uh, lead by example. Yeah. Um, show them show them how it's done. Show them how you want it to look. If you want something done, you got to show them that you're yeah, willing to do it at least. Yeah, because you know? also, man, don't come at me talking about how fucking dirty my station is. And when then, your shit look like. And then when you're <laughs> when you're up there working, your shit is all jacked up. Boo boo. Um, yeah. Um, so he's saying uh, cleanliness, customer service, plate presentation. It all starts with the chef. Yep. Um, because when the chef is gone. What standards are they going to be keeping? Yeah, and what they're saying is, is like if you, if you, if you put out a, a shitty fucking product, um, you're letting everybody things. know that you're it's okay to set up sit. And then those cooks are going to go as we were saying earlier to other places and continue to throw this. But that's also, not paying it forward. But you know also, but also, it's also dope to show up your chef though too. Yeah, when, I, they, when they got a shitty plating style, and, you're like, and then you're out. like, hold up, what about this? And he's like. All right, everybody do it like right Because that's happened plenty of times. I'm like, uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. Let's do this, this, that's and that. That's called Gucci land. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what I say every time like I make a dish and it's bomb like Gucci land. And nobody knows, but it's like, it's my <laughs> own personal. Yeah, exactly. It's my own personal. All right. Uh, seven, Johnny. Seven is a really good one. Um, it kind of touches more on with number one, you know, being a good cook. But it says hardest working person in the building. Um, of all the ways to prove you want something in life, nothing says it more than hustling your ass off, doing something mean meaningful to you and that's exactly what great chefs around the world do uh, they are the first person to walk in the door and in the morning and usually the last to leave right plain and simple if you want it you've got to put in the work and it's true <sighs> yeah but this is I mean it's I mean, true it's is, all true to an extent you know is, but this is where it's the sadness starts to overwhelm me it's just <laughs> like this it's a job, man. You're yeah. not married to it. No, exactly. And they expect you to be. But I think and they're trying to say that they're trying to say that you don't take pride in your job if you're not there all the time. That's true. But at the same time, they're saying. Sorry, I'm saying same. At all the if time. it's your restaurant, by all means, put a cot in the fucking office. 
I think I just want the chef to be there, you know? Yeah. And to be sure. showing and to be showing us what they want us to do. Like all these people are recycling their old menus from other restaurants right. and stuff like that just at other places. Stuff. Change it up. Yeah, change it up. Like be creative. It's it's all about numbers now. And instead of being like a scratch kitchen, you know, we need yeah. more of these of these kitchens that are using local farms and trying to actually reach out to their city and stuff I, like I'm, that. I'm with those restaurants that got their own gardens. Exactly. There's a lot of them out there and a lot of them even like even Renee Erickson has her own farm. Yeah. You know, that they use product from. And that's amazing. They use a bunch of other farms, but even though she has so many other restaurants, she's still using local farms for all of them. Yeah, that's what's you up. Know? Um, and there's still chefs out there doing that, but for the most part, it's like, oh, I can get this from this vendor. I can get that from that vendor, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, hardest working person in the building. Yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of not being that because I- Sometimes I, you get tired. Well, I get pissed. I get pissed when I'm busting my fucking ass. And everyone else And then it. somebody else is somebody else is dragging ass and, I, and it's like, I'm not doing it to get noticed. But then again, I'm like- It would be nice to get the, why the <laughs> fuck? Why the fuck is this dude never- So I get lazy. And I'm like, look, I'm going to go at the pace you're going, which is, you know- well, there's up. that meme that always flies around on Facebook that it's like, what is this when you work at a place and you show that you work really hard, you just end up doing everybody else's job? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I'm guilty of something. I think we all are. Uh, it, it happens from time to and time. And no way's perfect. Chefs aren't perfect. Not at all. Uh, line cooks Chefs are definitely perfect. the most not perfect people, <laughs> in my opinion. They're probably the worst. Yeah, but they just... They just my hardest thing about it is it's like they can do whatever they fucking want to yeah, do because they say, it's their, they say it's their style. Like, that's my style. Like, push it to the last minute. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm not going to do this right now because that's what I do. All right, Johnny, bring us home with the last one. All right. The last one. Oh, shit. I was looking at the comments because there's a lot of good comments. Buster. Um, it's a point of view. Uh, he saved this one for the last, but you, uh, you have to develop a voice that's yours. And this is a really good point. You have to, if you don't feel like you are at a point where you can lead a restaurant with your ideas and not something like, oh, I did this at this one restaurant and do that exact same dish, then you really aren't really a chef. You need to have your own things. And I would say go back and learn from more chefs. There's chefs out there that can teach you so much about flavor compounds, about how to plate, you know, and just about things that you can get in the wild or from vendors that you wouldn't really know I miss, about. I miss Amy. I mean, I miss Amy too. She was the best. She, you know, she, for someone who was so, is so recently in the game, I guess you could say she's a fucking ninja, dude. But she just, but she just led, she was one of those perfect people that led by example. Yeah. And she never bit, she never She was the smallest person in the she kitchen just, and she busted her fucking ass. But she just, but she, she just, she never complained. She just figured it out and she made it happen. Shout out my little dumpling. And so she wanted to, uh, yeah, it, she's she's good, and we have a lot of people like that, and I think that's the that's where we get to the point of oversaturation with chefs of my, opening my homeboy uh, chef Hartfield. Uh, he's at the Westie in West Seattle, man. Uh, Mogus, we called him a little black round, look, look like a black Humpty Dumpty. Uh, he's the homeboy, but he was one of my first chefs that really kind of inspired me, man, because yeah. he just always had a smile on his face. If something went wrong, he's like, you know what? We're about, we're making dope food. Yeah, it don't matter. Yeah. Why are you gonna be angry, man? I once mean, once somebody gets a spoonful of this, boy, they're lucky I ain't sitting across from the table from their wife. I mean, Daryl Roberts and Terry Retaro and uh, Luke, they were the people who guided me into. You know, being yeah. better as a chef. So, so um, that is our take on eight skills that elevate you uh, from a cook to a chef uh, by Chris Hill. If you're not following following this guy, 
Um, he does a lot. Check him out. Uh, mm-hmm. This was published on mybachelorkitchen.com. Uh, he's a great dude. He's a super nice guy. Um, did you want to real quick go over any comments, or do you just want to get to our ingredients? You know, it. Uh, the comments are really just um, all you know straightforward. Some people are like, "Thanks, Chris, you're the best," and other people are like, "This is bullshit." Um, I didn't. None have really popped out. You know, they uh, a lot of people are saying, "Don't waste your time on culinary school." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do all this shit by working um, your way up. So. That is going to bring us to our ingredient of the week, which is turmeric. Yeah, turmeric, which is a a root. Yep. Uh, Spice. Spice. Uh, Yeah, my girlfriend recently, she got a box shipped to her by an ex. An ex. Full of turmeric? Yeah. You got to be careful because it dies. You, you, you can die. use it as a you die. You die. You die, man. <laughs> Whatever. What a greasy dude. Anyway, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing for your oh, IOW? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to do some roasted cauliflower. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. Which I've probably done roasted cauliflower. I don't know if I'm I have. Sure. No, I don't know if I have. Maybe. I like that shit. But let's give it up. Uh, you want to hit that oven on, what do I want to go with? 425, 400? Yeah, 425. 425. Blast that shit. Blast it. Get some color on it. All right, you're going to take one head of cauliflower. Break it down in florets. Uh, bust off all the, the stem and shit like that. What's a floret for the people who don't um, know? It's the fucking flower part of it. You take the stem off. Yeah. Okay. But you can take you can keep them stems. Um, you can Just use, not the big bulky one. Yeah, but you can keep those stems. You can shave them down, mm-hmm. mince them up, use them for garnish. You can throw them in another salad or some shit like that. Fry them. Shit. Fry them, yeah. Yeah, there's all sorts of shit I've done with them before. Pan sear them, whatever. Uh, but yeah, you want to take your florets. Uh, you want to take, I don't know. A quarter cup of uh, olive oil. Uh, you want to take a teaspoon of freshly, uh, a tablespoon of freshly uh, minced turmeric, um, tablespoon of freshly minced ginger. Um, we'll do two teaspoons of cumin, um, salt and pepper. Uh, you want to toss that, uh, throw it on a sheet tray and put it in the oven for about eh, 20 minutes till it's got some nice color on it. Pull that off, let it cool down, put it on a plate, and then uh, what were we gonna uh, what were we gonna garnish it with? I'm gonna garnish it with green onions. Oh yeah, Johnny wanted to shock some green onions. Yeah, make them all curly and pretty. Yeah, so get some uh, get some water boiling. Uh, you want to cut? Oh your- no no no! Ice shock them. Oh. So like you'll shave them down really really thin. You know, like on a Julian bias kind of. How thin? Super thin. Oh my like you God, have to have a pain in the fucking ass. It is, but it's pretty. So many. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> uh, get a get a bowl of ice water going. Uh, dice them at a bias, which is slightly angled. Mm-hmm. Uh, super thin. Oblique, like your, like your size. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then drop it in some ice water, let it sit there for, I don't know, 20 seconds. Yeah. Something like that. Pull it out, dry them. Gonna be all curly and stuff, right? And then he wanted to throw some uh, Parmesan cheese on it, but yes, I'll say, uh, you know what I'll say? I'll say just uh, squeeze some fresh lemon juice over top of it for sure. And uh, there you have it. That's gonna be fucking delicious. That sounds good. Yeah. If I were like a vegetarian, I'd be like, ooh, but I'm not. You can put some man. You can fucking put some bacon over top of it. I, bacon makes everything better. <laughs> <laughs> I love bacon. Speaking of, what are you doing, Johnny? I'm not doing bacon. Uh, I was gonna do pork belly, but I'm actually gonna do a turmeric honey glaze for like chicken. I mean, I guess you can use it on pork belly as well. But um, you're gonna rub the meat, whatever meat you're using, and you're gonna be you're gonna do it with a tablespoon of extra virgin olive oil, one teaspoon of ground turmeric, and one teaspoon of dry mustard powder. And you're just going to rub that down 
on the meat and you're going to get that nice and seared or even bake it for a little bit just to cook the meat through. And then you're just going to make a honey mustard sauce to glaze it. Um, three tablespoons of whole grain mustard, three tablespoons of Dijon, three tablespoons honey, two tablespoons of chicken stock and a little bit of salt and pepper. Um, heat it up over um, medium to low heat until it's nice and smooth and just brush the chicken or whatever meat you have going on in the oven and make sure it's nice and glazed. And then at the end, I would like shave maybe a little bit of fresh turmeric over the top and then green onions. All right. The shocked green onions. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. It's going to be an end of episode 35. Yeah, dude. We're making ways. <laughs> Cannonball. <laughs> um, I want to thank uh, Keith, uh, K Boogie, as we like to call him here. Just uh, back. <laughs> I just made it back. Uh, yeah, we want to say thanks for recording us here at um, yeah Studio Two One Two. I want to thank the Soundcasting Network for hosting us. Um, and yeah, um, I want to encourage everybody to rate and like. I'm not like rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, oh, please review on iTunes. Yeah. yeah. But like us on uh, Facebook. Uh, check out our Instagram. Our Instagram's kind of popping off. It's dope. It's getting there. The moderator is doing a good job. Yeah. yeah. Good, good job, man. I got to meet this guy sometime. <laughs> he must uh, be an and that's going to be uh, Grill Hall Long Steak Mister on Instagram and Facebook. Also, uh, Michael Young. Uh, I didn't forget about you. Uh, I'm going to get you that recipe for those marrow buns. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I know. I just got to hit, hit Mikey Robichaud up. Um, but uh, Twitter, it's going to be at How Long Steak Mister. And uh, yeah, thanks for everybody tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next week. Johnny's probably going to be on vacation. Uh, Johnny, got anything to say? Nope. I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Grill, how long steak, mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>